Welcome to Culture Eats Strategy. Eats Strategy. With your host, entrepreneur Jamie J. Jamie J. On this podcast, we unpack the most powerful, intangible culture. Culture. Culture is way more than a mission statement or words on a wall. It's how a company behaves. It's what informs every decision, action, and reaction. Culture is the invisible hand, the true north that guides every organization. And if you create a legendary culture, you will build a legendary company. A legendary company. Now, here he is, Jamie J. Jamie J. Welcome to Culture Eat Strategy with Jamie J. That's me, Jamie J., your host of Culture Eat Strategy. Absolutely love culture, and I'm super excited to have Andy Storch on. What's kind of unique is we jumped on this call. We were just talking a little bit in the pre-interview here, and, and I'll be introducing him here in just a second. And it was almost like I've known him. It was so weird. We just kind of, uh, we were jiving and, and, and talking, and, and I've seen him everywhere around. He's a mover. He's a shaker with Advantage Performance Group. Just a really nice, genuine person. He's a consultant, a coach, a speaker. And he's the host of the Talent Development Hot Seat in the Andy Storch Show. So you got to go check those out. He's also a proud husband and father of two kids who is dedicated to living a happy, healthy lifestyle, getting the absolute most out of life and inspiring others to do the same. And why not have Andy on Culture Each Strategy? Um, culture spans much more than the environment within a work or organization, workspace or organization. Culture is the behavior, in my opinion. It's, um, it's, it's how everything is done. Not, I'm, as you know, I'm not a big fan of work-life balance. It's life balance. Work is part of life. Um, culture is much more than that. And so I'm really excited to talk to Andy today and, and just have a, a pleasant conversation around that. And before we get started and jump into the conversation, I want to introduce him to you. So, uh, Andy, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're busy today, so I really appreciate you stopping by. It's a pleasure to finally get to meet you and chat with you. Yeah, Jamie, thank you so much for having me on. And you are right. I feel like we have known about each other, have followed each other on social media. We have uh, many friends in common uh, in high places. And, uh, you know, I've heard your name mentioned favorably. And it was kind of random how this happened, because even though we've known about each other, we haven't talked. And then uh, another mutual connection kind of tagged us or tagged you on one of my posts on LinkedIn. And, and we got chatting. And next thing I know, I'm here. And I'm just so excited because I get to talk to you. I get to talk about culture and leadership and all the things that I care about. And, uh, like you said, you know, we, we could probably talk forever if we're not careful. We had to start recording. Um, yeah. <laughs> excited to get into this. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it, yeah, it's definitely an honor. I wonder, maybe let's start off talking about um, Advantage Performance Group and what that is, what it means to you, and then we can take the conversation from there. Yeah, so Advantage Performance Group is a, uh, a really small little company that uh, we have about 25 partners or consultants around the country. And we work with clients to connect them with really great experiential learning programs to help them turn strategy into action and get their people doing the best work of their lives. And what does that look like? We essentially, we run training and development programs at big companies in areas like leadership development, uh, sales training, uh, business acumen, innovation, things like that. 
And the cool thing for me and why, it, why I made the move here about a year and a half ago is that it fits my personality as a rebel and an entrepreneur uh, because I get to run my business however I want, you know, as an independent mm. contractor, if you will. And so I'm kind of part of this group, but I'm also running my own business, you know, hosting two podcasts, as you mentioned, doing a lot of things on social media um, and, and building things. And, and I love working with clients, working with companies to help them uh, in all areas of business, but really focusing on how do you develop your people? How do you develop, develop your talent? And of course, you know, uh, Jamie, that connects very closely to the culture, how they define it, how they shift it, um, and how they create a culture where people are engaged and they want to show up to work every day versus one where people hate going to work and mm. they want to work somewhere else. What, there's a plethora of questions I can ask you right now, but I'm going to make it pretty simple. What are you go in and you say maybe do you so you work with sales then maybe you train salespeople or or things like sure. that yeah what's one of the first things you do I would love to like when you arrive yeah what's one of the first things you do to kick off um, you know a, a meeting well uh, well I'll go back to uh, you know when I'm exploring possibilities and figuring out what do I want to recommend? What type of solution do I want to bring to a client? It starts with asking a lot of questions. Mm. And I think a lot of people don't do enough of this, even in sales. Um, for me, sales is about asking a lot of questions and, you know, and it's fitting that I have a couple of podcasts because I like to ask questions. Uh, I'm a very curious person. Honestly, I'd rather turn the tables and interview you right now. But, um, <laughs> you know, I know you want to know some things about what I do. And asking questions and really good questions get to the root of why people are trying to achieve the thing they're trying to achieve. Because oftentimes you get requests for things and this happens within companies and as a consultant outside of a company where someone will come to you and the classic example I like to use, especially on a sales standpoint is someone might come say, hey, I need help with negotiations. We need to train our people to be better at negotiations. But if you really dig in and ask why is that, it turns out that they're really just not having very strategic conversations with their clients, with their customers. Mm. And that it's really more about how do we have those higher level partnership type conversations and shift their mindset from, you know, just selling solutions to really helping them accelerate results. Well, then we can bring in the right solution that helps them um, change that mindset and become more of a partner to their customers rather than just let's train them how to negotiate better in once you get down to the contract. Because if you have the wrong solution, it doesn't matter how you negotiate it. So for me, a lot of that, that comes down to asking questions. And I think, you know, that relates to leadership as well. When we put in leadership uh, solutions for companies, uh, leadership, you know, a lot of people in companies talk about leadership development, talk about manager development. How do we create better managers, better leaders? Uh, I have a strong belief that leadership is highly contextual which means that it's different in every company. It's different in every culture. You know, a great leader at Nike is not going to be the same as a great leader at Starbucks, not going to be the same as a great leader at like BNSF Railways or something like that, right? Yes. And so you've got to really dig in to understand what does leadership look like or what does a successful salesperson look like in that organization? Uh, what, what behaviors do you want them to embody? What do you want them to do in certain moments? And then create a program that is based on that Instead of just, I think the old method is, well, we'll move everyone towards a certain direction when, you know, I want to take more of a contextual approach to any of those things. And, and that, again, goes back to what you talk about a lot about, which is culture. And, you know, we all want a great culture, but culture is different in every organization, yep. big and small. And so you've got to pay attention to what that looks like. 
I, I absolutely love where you went with that. And so there's a couple things that, that come right out at me. Uh, I think generally speaking, yes, it's contextual, meaning exactly what you just explained. It, it varies depending on organizations, but there's a couple uh, things that I think should be pretty consistent within a cultural perspective, meaning um, giving uh, people an opportunity to feel comfortable to um, it, it talk about what it is or make suggestions and not feeling like if they do make a suggestion that it just gets shot down. Yeah. Um, you know, and then there's, there's, there's conversations that happen in meetings. This has happened. I think it was yesterday. I was talking to somebody and I forgot who they were, they were talking about conversations that happen is in meetings. And then all of a sudden they take a break from that meeting to go out by the water cooler and the real meeting happens. Mm, that's right. Like, Bring in that after real, yeah. Yes. Like, they're afraid to really talk about it in the main, but it's that it's that water cooler stuff you need to bring into the main area. I wonder if maybe you might be able to elaborate with anything that you maybe have experienced or your point of view on that. Yeah, uh, what you're talking about is so critical and it's important everywhere. Is you know, do people feel empowered to speak up and to challenge the norm or to share real ideas or? Um, to share their opinions or even talk about what's going on with them in their lives. And in a lot of companies, a lot of cultures, they don't. And the thing that I've been really, I don't know, hung up is the right word, but excited about talking about recently is this idea of innovation and creating innovative culture. And it speaks to exactly what you're talking about. So we're, in, we're recording this in March, 2019. The rate of change has never been faster than it is today. And yet, it will never be as slow as it is today. So the world mm -hmm. is changing at a very fast rate. <clears throat> the average tenure of a Fortune 500 company has been reduced from 60 years uh, just a couple of decades ago down to 19 years. So what does that mean? Wow. Companies are being displaced. They're going out of business. <clears throat> you know, the Amazon effect that are coming into every industry and taking companies over, right? So how do we, a lot of companies are asking the question, you know, how do we innovate? How do we keep up with these things? And the mistake they often make will say that, you know, this person or this department over here is in charge of innovation. Everyone else, do your job. Don't speak up. Uh, don't challenge the norm. Well, how did Google become so innovative? Because people were felt empowered to share interesting ideas and even take time out of their regular work. You know, the 20% the rule that everyone hears about with engineers at Google um, to work on those pet projects. That's how Gmail came about. That's how a lot of interesting things have come about at Google and, and a lot of companies are embracing that now. And so it speaks to exactly what you're saying. <clears throat> Do people feel empowered to try new things, to share ideas, to fail, to try things mm -hmm. and fail, right? Because if you're trying new ideas and it's really innovative, chances are it's not going to work. And if you're going to be, you know, you're going to be punished for trying something, then chances are you're not going to try it, right? And exactly. so you're going to miss out on a lot of those great ideas. So I think uh, you're absolutely right that, that giving people the, um, you know, the ability to speak up and not punishing them for speaking their mind, for sharing ideas, for trying new things is so critical in culture today, especially if you want to be seen as an innovative company. Uh, yes, I, I think that's fantastic. Uh, I was just having a conversation, uh, Anthony, our CEO is an efficiency flipping guru. He's amazing. He's taken our hour and a half long meetings, which is too long, down to about 40, 50 minutes now. And we're getting, we're accomplishing the same things in a shorter amount of time. It's just fantastic. And one of the things he said was he gave everybody the chance to make a decision. 
And part of the conversation we have on every meeting is what decision did you make last week that normally you would have asked permission for to make? Mm. And it's fantastic because if it's wrong, we can fix it. It's one bad decision is for the most part, not going to bankrupt the company, right? It's something that we can fix. But if you wait to get permission and you go back and forth, it's one, two, three days later before even anything gets implemented. So it really helps improve uh, that time. And, and exactly what you said, I really appreciate where you're talking about. The other thing was, I was talking to Mike McCallowitz yesterday, um, author of Clockwork and Profit First. Fantastic, fantastic individual. Yeah. And he has this very jovial culture. Um, that's how I described it. And, you know, he's very into it. When he walks into the office, all of the employees there, they don't go, oh, gosh, the boss yeah. You know, they're like, hey, what's up? High five. Or, you know, yeah. oh my gosh, you got to see this cat video on Facebook, you know, because he believes you work in 20 or 40 minutes and then you got to take a little break to right. do a brain dump there really fast. Yeah. Do something. And maybe he sees, you know, a cool video on, hey, check this out, this video. And I said, I love that. But is there a line you have to draw? Like, is, is there a line in there? And he goes, there definitely is. And he came up with a really cool saying and he goes, if someone starts getting off task, he, he goes, you know what, uh, Andy, let's, let's offline that now and, and get refocused here. And I yeah. thought, that is so cool. It's a way of telling someone to, no, that's not the right thing to do. Right. Without well, being fully that. dismissive, but yeah, uh, hey, we're going to ship this fantastic. back. Yeah. yeah. I, and, you know, going back to what you're saying too, uh, Amazon is a company we all know, right? One of the top three biggest mm. companies in the world, the most innovative companies in the world. One of the reasons they've been so successful is doing what you're talking about. They empower their managers to make decisions so they don't get locked up in this, well, we have to raise this 10 levels up and get agreement from everyone. Um, they empower managers to make a certain you know, type of decision uh, up to a certain dollar amount, whatever it is. And they are able to do things a lot faster. The other thing they do to break uh, this problem of consensus driven cultures, you know, this idea where everybody has to agree before we can move forward, uh, is they use something called disagree and commit. And that means that, you know, we have this debate, we talk about what we want to do. Not everybody agrees, but the majority of the people or the people in charge of that particular thing say, this is what we want to do. And their boss might say, I don't agree with you, but this is your, your responsibility. So I'm going to go ahead and empower you and fund this project and we're going to move forward. And, and Jeff Bezos, the founder and CEO of Amazon, even talks about this in, I think it was 2016, letter to, shareholder, letter to shareholders. And I think it was about uh, the amount of money they were pouring into Amazon Prime Video you know, to compete with Netflix mm. and creating all these original shows. And I think he basically said, I personally don't think we should be doing this, but the people I've hired who are much smarter than me say we should. And so I'm funding it. I disagree but I'm committing to it and this is the direction we're going to go in. And can you imagine how much more companies could get done if they you know, could empower their people to make these decisions, give them the freedom to say, yeah, I don't necessarily agree with you, but this is your area of expertise. This is why I hired you. Yes. So go ahead and do this and try this. If it doesn't work out, that's fine. We'll go in a different direction and we'll continue to pivot and that's how we're going to innovate. I love it because you're, you're just like you said, you're empowering someone else. You're giving them the chance to shine um, and you're giving them a chance to fail. Maybe more importantly, mm -hmm. um, and it's okay. 
as as long as you don't do it again and again and again, it's okay. It, it, it is a project. You took ownership of it. Maybe that didn't work out, but it's okay. You can come back and be confident in the fact that, um, you know, Andy has your back or Jamie has your back in this. this you, it's okay. You did it. I commend you for trying that. What do we do now? How do we yeah. pivot from that? Or what, what do we change about it? What did we learn from that? Right. Again, like you said, start asking questions. I absolutely love that. So um, tell us a little bit about your podcast. Sure. Uh, you know, speaking of trying things and see where they go, right? And uh, <laughs> I, I fully embrace that attitude, by the way, ever since I read the book Mindset by Carol Dweck, which, you know, if oh, you yeah. anybody that hasn't read it, I highly recommend it. It changed my life. And it's all about having a growth mindset instead of a fixed mindset, which basically says that you want to try hard things. You want to give things a shot because we learn so much from those things and we can pivot and move on to the next thing. So um, I started podcasting about two years ago, so not nearly as long as you, um, but I guess a, a little while now. And I started with an entrepreneurship podcast to uh, learn as much as I could about that before I made the pivot into running my own business and then shifted that to be a little bit more about personal development. And my friends convinced me uh, I had all these different ideas, directions where I wanted it to go, and I couldn't decide. And my friends convinced me to just call it the Andy Stort Show. And so that's what I did with my personal podcast. So that's really more of a, a hobby. My main podcast and the one that, that supports my business is called The Talent Development Hot Seat. And that one has been just such a fun ride since I started it about uh, nine months ago in May 2018. And I've interviewed over 75 different talent development leaders now in big companies, um, talking about things like culture and leadership and how to build great talent development programs, um, innovation, all kinds of topics in that realm. And I've learned so much. Uh, the podcast keeps growing and, and more people have, you know, are reaching out to me about it. And it's actually grown so much and the network has grown so much that I'm hosting my first conference later this year um, around the podcast called the Talent Development Think Tank, uh, which is happening in November in Northern California. And uh, I am... Holy. Speaking of trying new things, I've never hosted a conference before. I'm nervous as hell, but I'm excited and uh, I can't wait to, to put it together. Oh my gosh. Congratulations. That is a big step. Holy. Good. Yeah. For thank you. you. Thank you very much. And you know what? I, I, I hope the next question is why, because here it is. Well, I've been just... a lot of, this relates <laughs> to culture so much. Uh, the reason why I'm doing this is because I go to a lot of conferences and I go to a lot of, I go to HR and talent development conferences to meet clients. And there are a lot of interesting speakers and interesting people that I meet there, but the conferences are boring and I feel like they don't take advantage of all the great wisdom and experience in the room. You know, they don't take a learning approach, even though that's what this title, you know, this, this role is about in companies. And so I want to change the game and create a conference that is fun, that's exciting, that's interactive, that leverages the experience and the wisdom in the room, and something that's very different, that's going to create a culture of learning and engagement and fun within this talent development community. And I hope it's something that's going to catch on and grow in the future. Um, but, you know, people aren't going to know about that until they, you know, they, they hear me and they, they find out about it. And so I'm hopeful we'll be able to sell some tickets to it, but I'm, I'm really excited about what we're creating with it. Well, uh, I'm excited. Please let me know. I will, and we will here, Bottleneck and Culture Eat Strategy will support you in any way we possibly can. That, that sounds like a blast. Thank you. Appreciate Where's it going to be in, in Northern California? Uh, it's going to be in Sonoma, wine country. Okay. 
And right. uh, we wanted it to be, you know, somewhere outside of the city so that people didn't just like go back to work, you know, they're willing to stay. Um, but we, we wanted to be in the Bay Area because uh, the two big keynote speakers I have lined up and a lot of my, I used to live in San Francisco. So a lot of uh, my clients, I'm working on it with a partner, Bennett Phillips. Um, a lot of our clients are around the Bay Area. So we thought we'd start there with our core base and then, um, you know, expand out and see if people are willing to travel, uh, which I'm certainly willing to do. I mean, I travel to a lot of conferences. I was at Social Media Marketing World in San Diego last week. Uh, I went to a great conference in London in November. I think it's always worth traveling to great conferences. Yep. Uh, so I hope that some people will be willing to do that for ours. So is, now, do you have it set up where people can go and, and register now? Or is that coming? Uh, so the, the website is up now, talentdevelopmentthinktank.com. And uh, as you and I recorded this, the tickets are not yet available, but possibly by the time you publish this episode, they will be because they will in the next couple of weeks. Well, fantastic. Well, then it will be a talentdevelopmentthinktank.com. That's it. Well, that is flipping amazing. Well, I want to respect your time because I know you have a bunch of interviews today <laughs> and other Truth. work you need to do. So I, I really do want to do that. But how do people get in touch with you? So uh, I would love for, uh, you know, all the, all the advice out there is to give only one thing. I'll say two. One is, you know, go to uh, my podcast website, which is talentdevelopmenthotseat.com or just connect with me on LinkedIn. That's the best place. I'm really active on there. Um, you can look me up, Andy Storch, S-T-O-R-C-H, uh, and find me on LinkedIn. All of my stuff is listed there. Uh, actually, I need to update the profile with my uh, with the, with the event. Um, this is a good reminder. Oh, there we go. That could be on LinkedIn. Everything's on there, and uh, we can have a conversation as well. Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you so much for um, taking the time. It was a pleasure uh, getting to meet you. Uh, well, I guess in e-person, yeah. <laughs> electronic form uh, right. via Zoom here. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say before we wrap? The only other thing I'll say is I was thinking about what might you ask me about culture and what's important to say with regards to culture. And uh, this is probably something that, you know, uh, other guests you've had have said in the past. But I think it's so important that we remember that culture starts with the top and that people absolutely watch what you say, not just, uh, or what you do, not just what you say. And so, you know, there's a lot of leaders that go out there and, and try to just, they say, we're going to change the culture. We're going to change our strategy. And we're just, we're going to have a town hall meeting. We're going to tell people what they need to do. And they go back to work and expect people to just listen. And the fact of that matter is you've got to, first of all, you've got to live it. You know, people are watching what their leaders do, just like kids watch what their parents do. Right. And then people will tolerate the things that they're told by their leaders, but they really learn and put into action the things that they experience for themselves. So if you can mm. give people an experience where they get to understand why the culture needs to be this way or why the strategy is this way, they're much more likely to be aligned to it, to be excited about it, and really to, to push it forward. So I would always encourage people to think about, are your leaders living the culture that you want to embody? And are you giving people opportunities to experience what that looks like and learn from those experiences versus just telling them, here's what you need to do? Mm. Wow. Thank you. Ah, that's, that's impressive. And, and it's so true. Well, uh, Andy, thank you again for stopping by. I really appreciate it. Um, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Jamie, for the opportunity. It's, it's absolutely my pleasure. This is so cool. I love what you're doing. Oh, thanks, man.
Well, I'll go ahead and wrap up then. Uh, you've been listening to Culture Eat Strategy with me, Jamie J, the host, and the awesome Andy Storch. Uh, I was going to say something, but I'm sure a lot of people have said this. I was going to say you're on fire, but uh, you've probably heard that too many times. In fuego. Yeah. In fuego. <laughs> um, todos los días en fuego. Uh, yeah. So Jamie J here with Culture Eat Strategy. Thanks so much for tuning in. Like I always say, please go to iTunes, give us a rating and review. Give us a five-star rating if you liked it. If you don't like it, give me a three or a two or one and tell me what I need to do to improve. Seriously, it will not hurt my feelings. I want to improve and be better. I want to offer you better information, uh, anything to do with this. If you need to reach out to us, uh, you can go to culture.bottleneck.online to learn more. Um, a special thanks and shout out to Mr. Christopher Lockhead for inspiring this um, this uh, podcast here, who also is the, the voice over in the introduction. Um, thank you, Christopher. Hats off. Go check out his show, Follow Your Different. It's amazing. And uh, again, go check out uh, what Andy is doing. Go to, it's the uh, talentdevelopmenthotseat.com. And also go check out and register for his event. Let's support entrepreneurism. Uh, go to talentdevelopmentthinktank.com. Uh, we'll put all of this in the show notes. Thank you again so much for tuning in. Also, we just launched our new division, bottleneckmedical.com. You can go check out and if you're in the medical industry, most specifically a podiatrist, and you're looking for somebody to help you with eligibility and benefits verifications, or you're going uh, to look for a medical scribe, we offer virtual medical scribes there. So go to bottleneckmedical.com, brand new, recently launched, finished our pilot program, huge success, had a ton of fun with it. Love to talk with you more. So thanks so much for tuning in. Again, this is Jamie J, host of Culture Each Strategy, along with our guest today, Andy Storch. Thank you so much. 